Hey, Shish. Welcome. Welcome. I'm glad that you could join me. Of course. Happy to be here. Yeah, it's been a while, and uh, I was looking forward to this chat. Um, we, we, yeah, uh, we should have caught up uh, a while ago, and uh, I'm glad that we finally were finally doing this. Yeah, I'm not sure if your audience knew, but we worked together a couple of times in our career. So, yeah, yeah. our nice paths have been crossing. Yeah, a couple of times, and uh, yeah, every time it was a pleasure, and uh, yes. every time our paths diverge again, uh, I was. Uh, Kind of upset, upset. I really enjoy working with you. Yeah, we seem to be attracted to each other, <laughs> including the <Yeah>. podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, that's good. That's a good thing. Okay, so so uh, let's start with the introduction and really kind of tell us about your current role and where do you work and what do you do there? Yeah, will do. So uh, again, uh, my name is Ashish. I am the head of product in a company called uh, Visual Ping. Uh, so overall, as a head of product, um, of course, I, I think about the how, how do we ensure our product delivers the most value to our users in, in a way that uh, helps our business as well. Um, in terms of my scope of ownership, uh, I work with uh, very closely with our we have product managers working with our technology team and our business stakeholders uh, and the design team to uh, work through uh, delivering our, our product, uh, which comes in a form of essential uh, features with with new uh, platforms um, and a lot of my role focuses also on the, on the strategy and the road mapping uh, for the uh, really upcoming months and, and quarters ahead nice. uh, in terms of the company the company visual ping itself is a um, is a web monitoring service so it's a company that helps uh, consumers and businesses uh, monitor for changes on the web and so uh, it's very popular with lawyers who need to monitor changes in law, very popular amongst uh, journalists who is tracking news changes, doctors who need to get updates on research. Uh, focus on the consumer side, there's uh, fun use cases like tracking uh, out of stock uh, for, for products. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a lot of uh, big uptake during COVID-19 to track the uh, vacancies of vaccine appointments um, oh, yeah. and so that oh, that was a very popular usage so so yeah so head of product at visual pain cool so um maybe let's talk about your story and how did you get um uh, to the product management world because it sounds like that you and obviously i know uh your personal path that um, you've been through many different steps and you had different kind of chapters of your career and yeah. there's a very interesting growth to observe from kind of my side as a as a colleague and uh, and a friend. And um, yeah, just kind of maybe share like why did you get into this industry? And um, maybe if you had like any career transitions or like the steps in your on your path. Yeah, definitely. So a um, a product talk to any product manager, and they will always have a story of how they got into product management. Because and that's your job. That's your job. You're storytellers. But <laughs> well, when I say stories, also because they're uh, to this day that there's very little defined path into product management, mm. and there's a lot of career paths. You know, for example, take UX for example. Uh, there's some sort of defined path, or some sort of schooling you go through or training. Uh, unfortunately, for for product, uh, there's no such thing as a bachelor's in product management or. Oh, that's cool. um, uh, there's there's uh, 
very few dedicated courses to product management. And if there is, is, is say one or two courses as part of a larger program. And so again, talk to any product manager. They're either coming from a, uh, a business background, a sales background, a tech- technical background, a UX background, um, and, and somehow they landed in, in product management. Uh, the way I landed into product management was uh, through a consulting and project management background. And so uh, many, many years ago, uh, I worked at a company where I worked with, with uh, Ucurl and, and Quick, Quick Mobile, and I, um, I was a project manager. So working with developers uh, and essentially an agency style, uh, creating mobile apps for customers. And I saw an opportunity with a lot of the projects I was working on uh, as a, an opportunity and a product feature. And so I was able to convince uh, the executive to lend me two developers part-time and, and use uh, part of my time to say, hey, let me take the next two, three months with these uh, two developers and let's build something cool here. Uh, let, me, let me do that. And let me prove out that this would be a, a product that will work. And this is all before I knew that product management was even a job, was even a job title. I, I didn't really know what, what, what went on. I just saw a opportunity and I saw a problem and I decided to uh, try to solve for it by building product. And so I spent two months doing that. Um, I worked with product marketing even before I knew exactly what product marketing was to develop copy, to develop uh, materials to send for our sales teams. Uh, and in about two months, we released our first iteration of this feature and our first customers loved it. And, and um, eventually, this this product area, which was in, in integrations at that point, needed someone to manage it. And so I was invited to join the product management team uh, as a product manager to manage now this new platform plus uh, other other pieces of our product. And so I really landed in it uh, by by accident. I, I, I did the job, the product management job, without knowing exactly what, what, what I was doing. Um, and I think it um, it just felt very natural to me, and I feel very lucky to be able to uh, land in a product management role uh, because it's it's again it's very undefined, and so it, it's for those who want to intentionally land into it. There's um, there's no cookie cutter uh, path uh, to get into it, mm-hmm. and so yeah. So ever since then, that's how I landed. Uh, in product management, so I came from my first jobs were in consulting, then project management, landed in, in product management, and ever since then I spent um, just years growing my product management craft. Uh, I was at Quick Mobile. I spent some time at, at uh, Mogo, many years at Mogo, where I sp- uh, in in the B two C world, um, uh, moved into a, a senior role there. Uh, then I spent a, a bit over a year at Amazon uh, as a product manager there. Uh, came back to Mogo in a hybrid um, people manager, individual contributor role, which is called a group product manager. Uh, so there I learned again how to uh, manage both being a, a, the craft of product management, but now how do I help grow people in, in, in this uh, field? Um, and, and then now I'm a head of product at Visual Pay. Mm-hmm. Can you maybe just like for my... Uh education gap because i'm not a product manager right yeah mm-hmm. even though some quite often actually i do and have to do some things that the product manager would do uh which frankly i enjoy uh a couple yeah. of times i did some things that i didn't enjoy like particular marketing pieces which 
And actually, maybe maybe actually it was the reason why I got swayed away from the product management track <laughs> at that point. Right. Maybe just also the environment and the type of the company. But yeah, it was not enjoyable at all. Uh, but can you maybe briefly uh, explain the different the differences between different roles? Like, what does a product owner do comparing to product manager? What's a product marketing manager, and what's a group product manager? So it's kind of all, I guess, just uh, yeah, basic one-on-one education of the job titles of product world. Yeah, and the only thing they all have in common is the word product. And so um, I would say, uh, again, talk to a group of product managers or product owners, and each one of them will have a, um, a different answer for how they see the product owner and product manager yeah. relationship. Uh, I have my own opinion, and my own opinion is that a product owner is is uh, a, a role to play, uh, and, and I don't necessarily see it as a job title. Mm. In a sense, it's a full time role. I could have a, a software manager being a product owner. I could have a product manager being a product owner. I could have a a, uh, a lead of a, a product team, a squad, a product squad being a product owner. It all to me doesn't uh, doesn't matter. The product owner role says it's a person who is really ingrained in the engineering team who can help the engineering team prioritize the right work, clarify the right requirements, and uh, the key thing to me is being available to the engineering team. Mm. A product manager, and um, in my opinion, a product manager should uh, take on the product owner role. Because that, that's how a product manager can make better product management decisions as well in terms of strategy, in terms of tactics. Uh, and, and the closer they are with the engineering team as a, to play a portion of the product owner role, uh, the better product management decisions they can make. Uh, mm-hmm. but in, in any sense, the way I see it is that uh, a product owner and a product manager to me are about one and the same. Uh, a product owner is a role a product manager plays. A product manager, in, in addition to the product owner activities needs to think about uh, pieces beyond the engineering team. So what should the business focus on in my product area? Um, what kind of stake, you know, how, stakeholder management is a big deal. How do I work with stakeholders? How do I get the right ideas? How do I influence uh, the, right, uh, the right folks in the company uh, with good writing, good presentations, good, uh, good data? to make sure we're making the right decisions, again, for our users and for the company. At a high level, product marketing is all about how do I now take your great idea and great features you're building to the market? Because if if we release a a, a feature out into the wild and no one does marketing for it, it doesn't exist. Essentially, it's like it doesn't exist. when we build features, when we build new products, we need to tell the world, we need to tell our customers, our potential customers about it. And that's what the product marketing function is for. Product marketing is very also very much involved in a B2B company because mm-hmm. they help translate what product is building with uh, enabling sales teams in a company. So they will do training for sales teams. They'll say, hey, sales, sales team, here's what the product teams are building, here's how you can talk about it, here's what competitors are doing in the space, and here's why we're better. Uh, so product marketing, mm-hmm. again, I, I'm only generalizing because I, I myself am not in product marketing, but in general, we partner with product marketing, uh, many 
uh, a lot to ensure our products get the uh, right attention that it needs in the market. Mm -hmm. So basically kind of to summarize, or at least to rephrase it, um, to make sure that I understand. So the product management defines the strategy and like what exactly will be, will this product be doing or kind of what problems it will be solving. But the product marketing articulates this to the to the customer base and helps with the positioning, I guess, too. Like the yeah, it helps. Yeah. With, yeah, product marketing helps with positioning, mm. with pricing sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Okay. Yeah, work with them to. Uh, if you see a lot of um, blog content marketing or blog articles that talk about um, features of a, of the product, that's a, usually driven by product marketing. Um, so you're you're right. And then the sales enablement is a big piece. They, they translate a lot of it with the sales team. Yeah, makes yeah, sense. Okay, thanks for clarifying that. So I think you asked one more for group product manager, and that one's a little simple. That one's uh, a, a, pro a product manager who plays both an individual contributor role and a people manager role. So they do both. That's so what a group product manager does. Product managers report to group product manager? Correct. Okay, okay. But I assume that the group product manager would be a bit more higher level decisions, like like more longer term, um, yeah, direction of the product, uh, comparing to the product managers who report to group product manager. Yeah, they would have a higher level view of it. But a, a group product manager is also an individual contributor, so that means they have their own portfolio of, of their oh, okay. own products. So they're that they own. They're they're yeah exactly. They, they run or they work directly with their own engineering teams running. Uh, their own products and their own strategy, while at the same time mentoring and helping guide uh, the product managers who report to them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay. Okay, cool. Uh, that's a good, uh, I guess, one-on-one of the roles uh, in <laughs> this. Because yeah. I was like, it's just like so many overlapping. And again, like back to your point that different companies will have different definitions of their job titles. It's very similar to the design world. Right. Uh, when you have to really understand particular company's definition uh, in order to, I guess, decode what right. what this job title may mean. So that totally makes sense. Correct, yeah. Uh, thinking about like uh, one more point on the story, kind of, I want to understand. Um, uh, for example, if a junior or somebody who is considering the product management world and like the track, especially for people who transition from a career from the UX world, uh, thinking of the of the primary audience for this podcast, uh, what uh, what maybe things or takeaways uh, that uh, you wish you knew uh, when you were starting this career, when you were making this jump from the project management to the product management? Yeah, I, I think, um, so if we're talking specifically about a UX person who, uh, for reasons I, I can't explain, but may be interested in going to product management, <laughs> I can share all the reasons on that because it's, it's quite a common thing and I can, okay. yeah, I understand that. Uh, so for, for UX person, uh, so first of all, I, I think UX is one of the, um, uh, sh should be one of the easier, I'm not saying it's easy, one of the easier paths to get into product, product management because you work with product managers all the time and you are very, you should be very familiar with um, working with engineers, working with stakeholders, and 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 of course you get a, a front row seat to what the product manager does uh, on a on a fairly day to day basis. I would say one of the uh, um, 
one of the pieces that I wish I knew earlier was how important uh, it is to be able to influence well mm. within, within a company. It's really easy coming in from other disciplines to focus on your tangible tasks at hand. You come in as a product manager or even as a UX designer and you have a project, you have a, a task and you go out to achieve it. Uh, in the product world, it's very much, here's your task. And, um, but a product manager is, is asked to look at it, think about it, and then um, think broadly and even ask the question, does this task make sense? Mm. Not, can I complete this task, but does this task specifically make sense today to do, or is there another more important task for me to take on? And here's why. And that that's all comes to the ability to work with stakeholders and influence. And so um, I, I would say overall, uh, again, the way I got into product management was my my ability in the early days to, to influence the executive of my early company to say, hey, allow me to take some time from, from, from a couple of developers and myself to work on this product. And again, and that was um, by accident. I was able to do that. I didn't really think much about it. But looking back, that's probably one of the most important lessons is that anything you want to do in product, first of all, you need to develop a, an opinion that's saying uh, what you want to work on and whether it's important. And then really being able to learn how to navigate people uh, in the company to say, hey, look, this is what we should be working on and why we should be working on it. I think for for a UX designer and for developers, the product manager tries to um, protect <laughs> the team from and a lot of these discussions, which is a lot of debates and a lot of conversations with a lot of other stakeholders. I would say as a UX designer, um, try to participate in those as much as you can. I think it's really, and, and, and as a product manager, I, I, I'd like to invite our, our UX designers to some of these discussions, some of these, you know, quote unquote business meetings um, because that's where you actually get the chance to, to influence talk about why things are important and a UX designer um, can definitely have a say in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a very interesting, uh, I guess, differentiation between the, I guess, higher level differences between the roles. And I completely agree from the design world on this, like at least my personal preference, understanding the why these decisions are made and why now and why did we say no to other things uh, is is very is very important to really compile this puzzle out of all the pieces of information to understand why your your work matters and it's not just kind of that you're designing the next feature but why it all kind of how it all contributes to the success of the longer term company uh, vision and uh, the mission or whatever how however they call it. So yeah, I think sure. it's I, would, I would say I would say that um, usually a product manager tries to protect the team from those discussions. They will uh, sell the why to the team. If you want to transition to a product management career, try to get a seat at that table mm. to come up with the why. Mm. <laughs> try, you, you need to try to be part of that conversation to say why are we doing this. And again, you're not receiving answers from a product manager. You you as a UX person need to come up with this the story mm. of why. And I think that that's one of the distinctions. I love what you said about the importance of 
having influence or being able to influence uh, stakeholders and leadership uh, team and yeah. so on. I think this is critical. And uh, even for designers, uh, like at the higher levels at least, um, you would be more involved in the strategic uh, conversations and discussions. So you would also need to to grow these skills and, and improve uh, your ability to influence um, others, other team members. Right. Obviously with data and some really tangible um, uh, information, not just kind of opinions, right? Correct, yeah. So, and you said that you were lucky or you could, you managed to convince your leadership team at uh, one of the previous companies when you made the, the switch from project management to product management. And you really convinced them to to give you money, to give you money in, in the form of developer time right. and uh, your own time, right? To kind of, to prove that uh, what you're suggesting really makes sense and and will be uh, will be a good, I guess, will have a good outcome. Can you share maybe some tips or how did you do this? Like what was really maybe your secret sauce? How did you convince? Because usually from my experience, it's actually quite challenging. And uh, the higher the folks are uh, on the leadership, this hierarchy, the pyramid of the company, uh, the stronger their opinions are, and obviously they have way more, usually more experience, and they've been done, been there, done that, so to say. So quite often those ideas that kind of uh, coming from the uh, from the uh, individual contributor levels um, are, yeah, in most cases they probably don't make sense when you look at right. the bigger picture. So it's all kind of uh, reasonable uh, to expect the pushback. But uh, what tips would you share to to help um, uh, either designers or product managers really kind of become better at influencing others? That's a good good question. Um, I, I I think if we you know we, we can start by by looking back at, at my experience um, in 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 general. Actually, I'll, I'll come back to your comment earlier when you said, uh, as you get a bit more senior, you're, you have a say at the table and you're, you're participating in these conversations. Uh, I think that is a, uh, a mentality that as early as you can, I know it's very difficult, but as early as you can to, um, to, to try to not accept uh, where you well. are. Earlier in your career, you again, you're not at a place where you're just accepting uh, what's already been decided. Mm -hmm. uh, if you think about a product manager, uh, when I when I first became a product manager, I, I honestly was early in my career. Any product, anyone who's just started as a product manager early in their career, but somehow they get handed the keys to say, "Hey, uh, you are now allowed to have these conversations." Mm -hmm. Uh, again, as a UX person, anyone who jumps into product management, honestly, and it depends a lot on the company culture and, and so on, but obviously the, the goal here is to get you uh, in a place where you are allowed to have these conversations, you're allowed to, uh, to talk to leadership and, and get a sense of what's, uh, what's important. Uh, so first of all, it's, I think it's a mental, mental piece, saying, hey, look, I, I have a say, and here's how I can get a say. You need to figure out, um, I, I recently just onboarded a new product manager and one of the things we talked about was figure out how decisions are made in this company. Mm -hmm. Where are these conversations happening? Uh, 
And then of course, figure out how you can get a seat at a table. And it's an art, not a science. It's definitely an art. What meetings are happening? What kind of uh, progress is being made? What we just, you know, what kind of frameworks being used? And hey, how can I get involved? Mm-hmm. Now work backwards from there. Okay, how can I get involved? What, what am I good at? So, uh, and, and the way I got into product management was I, I had I developed a specialty in my first company there, and um, very complex integrations. Hmm. And I could tell you, leadership had uh, a lot less knowledge about it than I did. Of course, I'm on the ground. I'm learning about complex integrations. I'm sure that could be the said that could be uh, the same for any uh, other professional, like a UX designer. Once you learn about a, a certain area, you get really good at it. And I think if you develop that specialty, you very much can have a say at the table of, of what is the right or wrong thing to do. So one is I would say develop that specialty and understand, you know, just your area, be really good at it, be really confident, understand the why, uh, contribute to the why uh, behind things are being built in that area. Um, and, and secondly, once you develop that specialty, is figuring out uh, how you can influence uh, pieces in, in, that, in that area. It's just all about um, finding out the, that, how decisions are made, honestly. <laughs> it's just, and it's, it's an art. It's a complete art. You have to kind of work your way backwards from, from understanding how, how those decisions are made. Mm-hmm. I'm still kind of it's I understand like the high level things and the, but I feel that it lacks a bit more tangible tips kind of more tactical things like a really advice that you could give maybe maybe let's look at the at this quick mobile example uh, that you mentioned um, at the beginning because at that time you were just at the beginning of the career right it was actually before you even started your career in the PM world so uh, I'm sure that your I guess your reputation was was uh, solid as a project manager in that company. Uh, but as a product manager, because you were asking for something new, I, I'm sure that there was some, at least some people at the leadership team would have some skepticism about what you're asking for. Right. So I wonder maybe if you can give like, maybe use that as an example to show how did you really build trust there? Yeah, for sure. Um, so to th- think about an example again, your mileage may vary. Every company is going to be a bit different. Uh, but at, at Quick Mobile, um, the, the first thing I did was recognize and, and build a specialty in, in the work I was doing. So um, as a project manager, uh, I was very uh, specialized in complex integrations okay. at, at Quick Mobile. I knew uh, all about integrations that nobody else in, in the company did, all about these complex integrations. And I saw a standard among complex integration. I saw an ability uh, to build a product that made a complex integration simple, essentially, and simple for many of our customers. It didn't need to be an expensive, complex task. Mm -hmm. It could be a simple task that we could uh, accomplish. And so uh, in the initial stages, I I hummed and hawed about this idea, talked to developers, um, gained their support, understand the viability and the feasibility of, mm. of, of this idea. Um, and again, I had a front row seat to, uh, it's like, it was like an agency environment. So we were building mobile apps for clients and I had a front row seat to that. And so 
uh, we working developers experimented with like introducing parts of bits of this idea with the project mm. we were already uh, working on. So we already had uh, very small, tiny, 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 like prototyping of, of this, this, this concept of simplifying integrations. Um, <clears throat> but the way I influenced was um, first uh, gaining individual interaction. So, hey, I was not a senior at the point. So, hey, senior project manager, what do you think about this idea? Hey, director of project management, what do you think about this idea? Hey, um, executive of services, what do you think about this, <laughs> this idea? It was very much a, a one-to-one basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I crafted my story of why this would be good using data, using uh, customer stores that I had personally. And I remember I, I essentially just scheduled a meeting with executives. <laughs> I said, hey, can I, I'm going to get our CTO, our, our VP of services in a room. I have these two engineers who I've talked to individually saying, yep, this makes a like, total sense. And so he gave me, as executives, give me half an hour of your time and I'm going to tell you a story of why I think this will be important. And I've already like had a, a a little bit of one-on-ones with them. Yeah, yeah. Just, so just gonna w- prepare the warm audience. Them. I, I, yeah, warm them up. Yeah, yeah. Warm leads. <laughs> right. Uh, and so essentially, I, I had this one meeting. I said, "Hey, here, here, here's our plan," um, and I think it's worth it. And what I'll do, and what I'll promise you, is that I'm gonna make sure I give you weekly status updates. I'm gonna make sure that uh, I, I will work personally work to identify uh, potential customers who want, want to use this uh, immediately. Um, and I didn't, re- at least for my time, I didn't really pitch them like I'll be working part-time on this. I said, I'll be still doing my full-time job, still being responsible for that. This is my passion project mm. within the company. But I do need our developers' time, you know, uh, h- half of their time uh, for the next few months to do this. And, and Again, it was it was a promise of value. It was a promise of I will. You need to trust me to give you updates. That's saying we're doing this one. And I did every every week. It was a, a weekly update. Um, and and um, and we kind of just went on from there. And so that that was my that's, that was my path to influencing. It was uh, getting information, getting data, being able to to influence one on one, and then being able now to influence a an exec an exact team uh, to help me uh, go down this path. Yeah, um, I like it. I really like the the, the real examples uh, from, yeah. from this company. And what really, what I find really interesting is the how you, you didn't just jump into this straight away. You identified your goal of kind of getting resources for this project and kind of really run this, right? And then you worked backwards from this goal to build trust slowly by having these conversations and kind of asking the questions and really slowly and uh, getting uh, those, uh, I guess, decision makers uh, on board, uh, kind of planting the seed in them. Yeah, uh, I think that's very, very smart because yeah, usually, um, yeah, it, I've seen like, if, if it's by surprise, if it's a my surprise, the, the pushback is stronger because it's just kind of the, the, the initial surprise factor also contributes to that. Correct. But slowly, I think it's, yeah, it was a very smart, smart move. I like it. And I, I still do that to this day. And you always do that. You always have yeah. to, before a big meeting, especially with a big decision, it's, it's you, you're figuring out, is this the right, am I talking to the right people? And, and where are they at? It's very much, yeah, anyways, <laughs> it, it's yeah. a process to go through. 
Cool, cool, awesome. So um, let's talking about the challenges and um, different struggles that PMs go through on a daily basis. And um, obviously, you went through different, uh, I guess, seniority levels and different types of roles within this big family of of uh, product management um, jobs. Uh, so I think you will have different, I guess, a variety of uh, challenges that you you experienced uh, depending on your level at the company, right? So maybe you can share, like, really, what's the hardest thing about being a PM? Um, I, I would say one thing uh, working with, with design is that, uh, and just re really anyone, um, and I'll say this is personal to me. I can't speak for all PMs. I know for me, one of the hardest things uh, to do is to um, context switch from being strategic to tactical. And um, we are asked to think about long-term decisions, and then we are asked to be at a daily scrum mm -hmm. to solve today's problem. And it's really easy to be inundated and focus your time on solving today's problem because they're in front of you. They're quite yeah. well known usually, and there's blockers. You got to solve for it. Yeah. At the same time, you just came out of a meeting where you're talking about two quarters from now and the financials are two quarters from now and trying to think about what the roadmap looks like for that. And so balancing that is very uh, difficult on a mental load portion. And on a personal level, I know for me, it suffers a lot from my uh, quality of work on the day-to-day the -day, uh, level. So um, I always... and and. Some, some, definitely some will disagree, but uh, I, I always enjoy working with designers who is able to somehow understand me <laughs> without me uh, having to say, write down a bunch of thoughts on, on paper and, and going through, through that. And the reason why it's, I just came out of a meeting. Uh, I'm now talking over Slack or in a meeting with a designer and we're talking about today's problem and um, I'm able to just explain make some good quick decisions with the designer uh, and uh, I probably just don't, don't have the time to write comments on a file, go to a, a story to update the acceptance criteria, go back to a requirements doc and update that um, for today because I'm probably running to the next uh, thing to try to, to you know figure the next meeting out or figure the next task out. And so I, I think when, when working with, with product managers, I, I'll say, at least for me, I, I, I I respect a lot of you know, designers who can empathize that I may not be really good at uh, immediately say, writing things down <laughs> immediately, uh, but a designer who understands I'm there, I can help make decisions um, and um, kind of just take it, honestly, just to take, take those meetings that I, I just had and, and meetings with the designer and take it and implement it and, or think more about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I've heard about this issue with uh, the contact switching. Actually, not, not, yeah, not even once, like several times. So uh, from the PM folks, it's yeah. really, and um, for me, I think it really helps kind of be more forgiving for uh, lack of, I guess, the speed of updating of the requirements. <laughs> right. <laughs> because yeah, sometimes you can get really kind of go uh, really, I guess, uh, nitpicky on w what's written because like there were some, there has been some changes. Uh, right. But yeah, understanding that um, that the PMs are usually 
running between different meetings at different groups of uh, stakeholders with different levels of decision making and um, yeah so i think it definitely should help with the with empathizing uh, with your station and your i guess competing priorities for your time as well cool uh, so uh, talking about the i guess your your involvement in the in the, on the with the design team and like maybe maybe you could share a bit more i guess we're talking about just your personal experience and your preferences and your expectations uh what would you say is what are you looking for in a portfolio uh of a designer when you're kind of involved in the interviewing and hiring uh and like resume and portfolio kind of all this i guess key components of a candidate um of the application so what are your personal expectations of this what are you looking for in the resume for example yeah, so typically, um, I've been involved as, as a uh, uh, hiring product designers from a product management team perspective, yeah. uh, from the discipline as a partner uh, in, in the product uh, development world. And so a lot of my focus isn't so much on the portfolio of, of like the actual artwork and actual um, output of the work they've done in the past. I'm actually very interested in how they played a role in reaching the decisions that have been made mm. and, uh, and, and hearing about how they talk about it. So when, we, when they talk about a certain project they worked on, it was, how did you reach a decision? Why did you make the decision? How did you influence the PM who worked with you on that or the team? Um, what were some uh, decisions that you disagreed with? It's very much along the... Uh, how can this? How can a, a UX designer be a, a partner yeah. in the product development and product design process? How how well will they work with the product management team? How well will they um, contribute and debate with the product management team? And so I I need to see um, I need to hear some stories about that in the past. I need, I need to see that a product designer can be confident in having these type of conversations. Mm -hmm. Again, from my uh, disciplines, again, it's less about the output of the work and, and, and how whether it solves a particular problem that they worked on. Uh, usually, I leave that to the design team to assess mm -hmm. uh, for that candidate. And I will mostly look at the stakeholder management, the, the decision making, the partnership conversations uh, point of view. Mm -hmm. So it's mostly about the collaboration piece with the product team and uh, building trust and uh, relationships uh, with the project partners. Um, right, yeah. Yeah, and I think it makes sense. I think it makes sense. And it definitely is an essential part of being a good team member and a good designer because, yeah, I, as I see and every company that I've been a part with, a, a part of uh, product management and design team is probably one of the closest and should be the closest uh, union and like allies right, yeah so definitely building trust and uh kind of yeah, helping yeah and, out. and to be honest like i need a, you know a good product designer i i see in a, in a way that there's such a close partner that say if i can't attend a stakeholder meeting i would select them as the next best person to attend it and represent me and the team in the same way i would exactly yeah Makes sense. Well, let's talk about your current company, Visual Pain, and uh, maybe you can quickly uh, describe what's the team structure, particularly about the designers, because now you will, um, you're also hiring manager for designers, right? 
so I'm looking for team structure and let's go with like interview process for a designer. Sure. Uh, so VisualPing is an early stage startup. We raised a um, seed round slash series A about eight, $8 million this summer. And so I say that because uh, we're early, meaning we're a team about uh, 20 plus, 20, 25 uh, individuals. Um, our team structure right now is myself's head of product. We have a product manager with us as well. And likely next year, uh, we're going to be growing uh, both the product management and the product design function, uh, both reporting to me. Uh, it's, um, and we don't have that today. Today, primarily our design function is working with uh, a freelancer and, and, and some agencies. And that's how the, the startup grew uh, in, in, in the initial stages. Uh, I have done some design interviews recently as we're starting to ramp up uh, hiring some designers. And um, a lot of our focus now is, uh, can we bring on an early stage designer who's able to grow uh, with the company? Meaning they come in, they're able to get their hands dirty in, in, and they're able to work in an environment that is uh, really just, just different um, from, from week to week, I would say. Uh, and they're able to um, grow. Like they have a desire to be uh, a leader. They get their hands dirty. Uh, and of course, for me, and I mentioned a couple of times, what's important is that they're able to kind of hold their own. Meaning, you know, they're going to be in conversations with VPs, with the CEOs uh, in, in, a, in a small company like ours. So can they hold their own in, in those type of conversations? They're not a order taker by any means. They are you know, a very valuable member of uh, building this product from the ground up. It's very much a... a, a and it's very exciting because we are uh, in a space where we call it says, you know, we're a B2B to C. We're, we operate both in a, in a enterprise space as well as a consumer space. So uh, it's an exciting world to be in. It's, it's definitely um, different. And one day you're working with, how do I get a, a free customer onto a paid plan? The next day you're working with a large company of, you know, a thousand people and trying to figure out how they use your product. So we've got we to solve both problems, though. Interesting. Okay, so this is team structure. What about the interview process? Yeah, uh, so the interview process, uh, nothing's too super formalized right now. We, we have a, a, a quick screen uh, screener with our recruiter. Uh, we have a, uh, a portfolio review with me, and then we have a, um, a design exercise uh, with me as well. So that's, uh, I'll give you a design exercise. Uh, we have about uh, half an hour to an hour. You pull up your Figma, your, your whatever uh, software you want to use, and we'll work through it together as if we are on the same project team. I'm the product manager, you're the product designer. Let's solve this problem together. Mm -hmm. So this is not take home exercise, this is uh, real time. Mm -hmm. Correct. Right. Awesome. So I think this was uh, quite a lot of very useful and interesting information, especially with bringing this product management lens uh, to the conversation uh, that will help. I'm sure it will help designers understand uh, what PMs care about, what they struggle with, and really kind of be more empathetic for for why uh, the user stories are not being updated uh, really fast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about uh, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's, uh, that's definitely more empathy here. Um, so if somebody wants to reach out to you and just maybe chat or ask a question uh, and connect, uh, are you open to this? And if you are, where can they find you? 
of course, yeah, you can find me. Uh, you can just email me, ashish.gurung, G-U-R-U-N-G, at visualping.io, and, and uh, be happy to, to connect and, and have a quick chat. Awesome. Sounds good. And now you are hiring, right? For, for so We'll likely be really ramping up our hiring at the beginning of 2022. Okay. Sounds good. Awesome. Okay. So thanks again for coming in and uh, for sharing your, your perspective and your expectations. This was super fun. My pleasure. Thanks, Kirill. Hey, thanks, Ashish.